you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another edition of Fingers on Buzzers. Alert, alert. New episode. Fingers on buzzers. Oh, very good. Your robot is getting better and better all the time. I've had uh, an enhancement like a bionic <laughs> chip implanted to make me more like a robot. Oh, God, if I... I will be just metal. Uh, well, then you can go on forever, which is what we want, Jen. We just want you to last I'm do- forever. I'm doing, it for th- I'm doing it for the people. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something else we're doing for the people today is we're interviewing the people's uh, queen of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, Arabella Weir is on the podcast yes. today. We love and yes. who I've known for many, many years and she's tremendous fun. And uh, I'm sure she's a huge fan of quizzing. She's been on a few shows, so... Yeah, we'll have plenty to talk about. In my quizzing world this week, Jen, I have been tasked with setting a quiz for my children's school in December. And I was going to pick your brains. I did one last year where I did anagrams of video games, which my favourite one was Mince Fart, obviously. And then I can't remember what the other ones were, but Mince Fart was definitely Macaroni Slings, that's Animal Crossing. (laughs) 
Anyway, but... Uh, you can definitely and, uh, buy that in Tom Nook's shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, macaroni slings. And I did uh, around where I put different cartoon characters, heads and bodies together, which was quite good fun. So I had, you know, like uh, Woody's head on Ariel's body and stuff. So I'm appealing to you and indeed to our listeners for good rounds for kids because it's something that uh, is quite tricky yeah well I'm, I'm so out of touch with the kids what do the kids like the bts they like the bts don't they They do they like k-pop tiktok and something else that Just sounds K-in. like k-pop tiktok and kit kats <laughs> <laughs> so that's my in fact yeah i'll do a round all about things with k with the letter k and chocolate bar round actually <gasps> that's a great idea yeah that's a great idea. Yeah. There you um, go. Yeah, there. I think that's 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 helped you out. I've, I've helped with my old lady knowledge. <laughs> Thank you, old lady. <laughs> or, or they like bis. They like chocolate. But they did in my day anyway. They love chocolate biscuits. Parma violets. Give them. Give them a tub of parma violets and some travel sweets Ooh, and uh, floral floral gums. Do you remember them? Ooh, I don't. No, but they just sound me. disgusting. Just me. Lovely. Well, if any of our listeners have any ideas of little rounds that I could do for the kiddies, then um, please feel free to get in touch via our social media. Now, we are joined by a wonderful woman who is a brilliant actor, writer and comedian and who I last saw at the Edinburgh Festival in 2019 doing her marvellous solo show in which she surprised me. I knew she was talented, but I didn't know she could dance Oh. Like a demon. You are a multi-talented woman. It's Arabella Weir. Hello. Hello. How have you been? So that show that you were doing in 2019, you were touring. Did you get your tour done before COVID hit? Well, it was the same with you. I came to see your show. And uh, I think we both discussed, it was literally March the 21st, 2020. And I said to my tour manager, as I was about to go on stage at Southampton, I went, this isn't going to be happening again. She went, oh, yeah, no, it's not going to come to that. Mm. And, yeah, there we were. So I'm, I'm, I've remounted it. The only thing I've remounted, oof. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I've remounted it and back on the road, as are you, I know. It's yes. kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, I'm back in the stride now, but it is – I'm going to keep using cowboy terms. Um, <laughs> You've got your chaps on. and uh, uh, <laughs> I've got my chaps on. I'm back in the saddle. But, yes, it's kind of weird, but it's, it's good fun. But getting back up, you mm. know, getting the sort of engine running up again, no, no cowboy term there. Uh, was a bit strange, but now I'm I'm enjoying it. In fact, I'm probably enjoying it more than the first time because now I guess like lots of us performers, you're thinking I'm really lucky to be here. Yeah. You took oh it all my granted. Gosh. Now you're thinking I can't believe I'm here and I can't believe they've come. I know, so, and I think audiences are actually quite sort of giddy with the whole being out again in public. Phenomenon. Some of the theatres I've done, I don't know about you, Lucy, have been the first time anyone there and the theatre has been open in 18 months. And that's mm. quite sort of, wee! Yeah. Here we all are. My audience is probably a little bit older than yours. So uh, they're doing less of the, wee! <laughs> more of the, oh, mm, mm. That, That's nice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until you start dancing. And then, in fact, no, I shouldn't give that dancing. away. Should I? I that's it occurred a... to me now that, Probably, given that Susan Kalman, when I did her show in Edinburgh 2019, didn't know who Drake was. Now, that doesn't speak that brilliantly of her because, I mean, how can you not know who Drake is? But I think probably 85% of my audience have never heard Drake or of Drake. 
Yes. So that's the whole point of why I danced to Drake. Yes. On purpose to embarrass my children. So obviously <laughs> I've got to uh, I've got to pick an artist, you know, Beyonce, that like everyone's had a Beyonce, no matter how unhip or mm-hmm. you know ancient they are. But Drake's a little bit edgy, even now. So um yeah, that's why I do my dance to Drake. Well you're educating your audiences, which is very much what we're all about on this podcast is I don't yeah, that music, that's too loud. I don't like that. <laughs> Um, oh, no, 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 I'm doing that wee bit there. No, I mean, no, so everyone, yeah, that's that's what the dancing's about. Uh, so we are going to talk to you today, Arabella, about your relationship with Quiz. Yeah. I have only just seen, I don't know how many times you've done Celebrity Mastermind. Twice. Twice. Okay, I think I've seen the first one, 2004. Yes, and I know what you're going to say there is that's the one, <laughs> did, I got, did I get one point? Yes, I got one point. It was um, such a beautiful performance, though, because you, it was funny. I mean, and this is the whole point of comedians being on Celebrity Mastermind is to amuse and entertain, and you took it like an absolute trooper. Well, I am, as you probably know, quite competitive, but I'm never competitive on things like that because you think, leave that to the people who really care about going home with the the gong or whatever it is. I'm just there to turn into the 14-year-old I was at school. They're like, no one's going to get me to say the right answer. I'm not going to show anyone I care about this. Because <laughs> it was such a good specialist subject. Talk us through the whole process from start to finish. So well, it was Dallas is what you chose, right? Dallas, because in my bunking off days, um, actually a bit after school, it was more like sort of when I was a young actor starting out in the late 1970s, a girlfriend also freelance, different career, we would just watch Dallas all the time. And like all these things, including my relationship currently with the Archers, you start off thinking, oh, I'll be uh, superior to this and um, I'll be watching it for the hilariously bad acting. And then you're suddenly going, I can't believe Bobby's dead. (laughs) Um, So I knew that I knew Dallas like the back of my hand. But, and this is a true story, although John Humphreys didn't believe me, but it is absolutely true, they said, will you do it on X date? And I said, yes. And then I had ordered and got masses and masses of, as it was in those days, videos of Dallas to refresh my memory. And then a week earlier, knock on the door, man, nice man, says, I'm, I'm your car from the BBC. And I said, oh, that's so sweet, but you're a week early. And he went, no, it's tonight. I ring my agent and she goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. No. And then when I managed to look so absolutely ridiculous getting everything wrong um the researchers rather sweetly but perhaps a little bit um i can't think of the word stereotyping me said and if you look at the lineup they may not have been wrong they said we thought you'd be far and away the brightest so we made the questions really hard oh they were really hard they were really hard and um, I was a week early, so I hadn't even done my swatting. Oh, and then no. I didn't exactly cover myself in glory in the general knowledge either. Oh, I haven't seen the general knowledge. Yeah. That... General knowledge, I got. that's where I got my one point. I think no, I got, no, 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 you got one point on your specialist subject. You did oh, get did one I? point, yes. Then I must have got zero in general knowledge or maybe one. And, well, you um, see, you, you were the one who made everyone else look good. I mean, there is definitely something to be said for that. You were cheered up the, one the others. who didn't care at all. <laughs> yes. So, I was doing it for whatever charity I was doing it for, and I was glad that they were getting a bit of exposure, but I wasn't going to go home and go, I can't believe I didn't get, you know, clause 28 right. Um, <laughs> because I don't care about that sort of thing. 
No, well, I suppose, you know, this is where we're very, very different, you and I, Arabella, because I take it incredibly seriously. I know, you're very good like that. Well, I, you know, I do just love it. But you were undeterred and then you went back on a second time. So clearly you didn't mind well, in the least. Well, then again, I was okay because um, the other person in the lineup who couldn't, I mean, even I, I never liked whatever that band he was in was called. And even I knew more than he did. And it was his own band. What was he called? Um <laughs> Uh, was it Happy Mondays? Anyway, it was some Manchester. Oh, Sean Ryder or Bez. Yes. And he didn't know, literally, I'm thinking, I don't like your music. I've never listened to it. And I know more of those answers. <laughs> but I didn't know you can go on. Um, the guy who was on the first one I did was a golfer. And his specialist subject was golfing. And I said, he said to me, why didn't you just do the past show? And I said, it never occurred to me. No. You were allowed to do your own show. But the public hate that. Competitive spirit, yeah. 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 What's your specialist subject? Arabella Weir. (laughs) I've got some boutique knowledge (laughs) on that subject. Um, I might do that next time. Uh, So, yes, they didn't hate that golfer. I think the golfer even won, but I can't remember his name. It wasn't, you know, one of the famous ones. No, it was a famous British one. But, yes. So, what did you do? Very good next to Sean Ryder. What did you do? What did you do for your second specialist subject then? Um... Um, Motown Girls, Girls. <gasps> Great subject. I um, I even got. Oh, that's right. Because I said I wanted to do something even narrow. I think I said I wanted to do Luther Vandross, and then they went no, and then I said Motown, and then they said no, and I went okay. This is your last chance, Motown Girls. The difference, group. yeah. Um, yeah. and so uh, yes, I did all right on that. I didn't lose anyway. Well, I do have to say it, it was much harder. So looking at 2004, because as you say, it wasn't, there was no internet really at that, but you know, obviously there was the internet, but you know, the, the breadth of stuff that was available was much what? narrower. You couldn't do the same research. And I do think the questions were harder. I'm going to say that and putting it out there. I think you're not wrong. They were harder. Um, they were very hard. The Dallas ones were off the scale hard because the girlfriend who I used to mainline it with, you know, when we weren't working, he said, I didn't know any of that. Um, yeah. And we were literally, we knew Bobby's, you know, where we knew the actors' names, we knew who'd married who before, we knew that Sue Ellen always took her earring off to answer a telephone call. That was our... <laughs> Uh, we always thought that was the height of sophistication to take your earring off before a call. <laughs> I've lost many an earring since. <laughs> Um, the woman who played Sue Ellen um, was the one who I, I, she actually said this in an interview at the peak of her fame and uh, I then did it I'll tell you what it was before I tell you what the director said um, she said when you want the camera to stay on you pause in between words <laughs> and like that so I did it thinking that's really clever and the director went what the hell are you doing um, <laughs> Because, of course, nobody in Britain talks like that. Uh, and, and, of course, she was doing that and, you know, the camera loved her and she was gorgeous and everything. And, and I was so embarrassed because I thought, oh, I just, I just thought, man, I, I had three lines or something. And I was thinking, I'll get more screen time. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's plenty, and I won't name them, there's plenty of actors now whose entire careers are made of going, the thing is, Peggy, Oops. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you just don't forget. Nobody talks like that. No. Yeah. Like, nobody points 
and then looks at the thing they're pointing at. Yeah. Ooh, my friend. <laughs> Mate. And you go, no, you're always looking at them when you point. You don't do that and then look. Yes. So I didn't cover myself in glory, but I couldn't care less. No. Have you <laughs> done any of the other? Attitude. It is. It is. It's very, very unusual for people on this podcast as well, because we normally <laughs> talk to competitive people. So I'm uh, delighted I'm to have a different. Competitive, but not about that sort of thing. Um, although I'm not sure I'm that competitive anymore. I did pointless with the with my usual uh, lack of interest and uh, care. Uh, and so, I mean, I really couldn't care less on pointless because to this day, I still can't work out how it works. Right. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I don't understand. They've just said that and nobody said it, so that should be pointless anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you the one I really didn't care. Who were you on pointless with, though? Who t- Tell us who you were on with. We're interested in these things. I was on with Simon Day. Oh. I must have been on with Simon Day. Because it's... Sort of people from sketch shows or something like that. Did he not care either? Because there's nothing more annoying than if you're competitive and you're paired with someone who doesn't care. Mm, Simon cared a bit, but Simon's so sort of unusual. He's, you know, he's thinking about something else most of the time. And he does have sort of quite good sort of 80s and 90s pop knowledge. Uh, Did you get through to rounds or did you go out straight away? Through a few rounds, but I don't think we won. What was the other one I did? Well, I did Celebrity MasterChef. I know that's not really a quiz, but I really didn't care doing that. Um, and I think that's pretty clear when you see the show because I can't really cook. And I realised, it was a long time ago, that you did it because you cared about cooking. I thought you did it because they give you quite a hefty fee. Sorry if that's news to everyone. And they promote the charity that I was on for. Um, but again, and I was, in, I was on with three men. I mean, hello. You know, who, who, come on, talk us through this one because Jenny's done uh, MasterChef and yeah, I think I'm, it's fair I'm to say that you did take it quite seriously, Jen. I am surprised to hear about the hefty fee as well. Now, <laughs> uh, this was, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was 2006. And, I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, I mean, it was better than a poke in the eye with a big stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it just, it, I, my children were then kind of seven and eight. Uh, and for me, who has always had, uh, hence my uh, catchphrase, uh, a complicated relationship with food, to put it absolutely mildly, um, I was very, very determined that my children would eat well and sensibly and not grow up like I did. Well, you can't, you know, with a whole, your personal worth is attached to what you're eating and what size you are. But at this stage, I was at the epicenter of look. I am feeding two people who 80% of the time go, Ugh, not this again. Yeah. Um, so the idea that I was going to go all over, oh, it's got to be Bataka and clarified butter and going, look, it's a chore. Don't give me people <laughs> joy. Feeding human beings who couldn't care less, who have no appreciation, no amount of risotto with the finest, you know, clarified butter or mm, sweet wine. They're just going to go, eh, but there's no... Mummy, this is, you've really got the rice al dente. <laughs> so for me, I was, I was at the epicenter of this is a chore. Uh, I'm trying to make it not attached with awful things. But apart from that, the fact that I can do this every day to me is a superhuman achievement. And that's why I would propose most chefs are men. Because it's not often it's a chore in the sense 
but it is for mothers. I don't want your letters. I don't want that Arabella way. She hates me. Um, that may be true. But it's a side issue, but uh, <laughs> I would have quite fancied, but I'm quite glad I've never been asked to do University Challenge because I would mind there. I was a question yeah. University Challenge, but I don't think, but I haven't been a contestant. Oh, um, you know you've made it then. I did do Blankety Blank when Lily Savage was, that was good fun. But again, you know, I'm just there to muck about. There's I'm no not, right or wrong answers there either. It's No, yeah. but also you're not, you know, you're not really going there. You, you know, I mean, if you are going there to win, then you're a bit of a loser. Well, <laughs> you know, you're just going to have a laugh, aren't you? And so, oh no, the one I, but there was a big mistake. What's the one that Anne Robinson used to do? Weakest Link. Oh. Weakest Link, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. They did a comedian's weakest link and they made a fatal error. They gave us all masses to drink before. <sighs> what a surprise. Everybody went, no, yes, thank you very much, I will. Okay, this is the one I am embarrassed about. He said, what's a thousand times zero? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've forgotten uh, how it was phrased. It was phrased deliberately to be, so I just went, but in my usual, <laughs> look at me, no one's going to make, no one's going to see me working hard. So I went, uh, a thousand, and of course it's not. So I was one of the first off. When was I off? I must have been off like second or third. And that I minded about, not because I minded the nation um, knowing that I didn't know what a thousand times zero was, but because it was a real laugh. Uh, and all the other people on it were a real laugh. It was Johnny Vegas, Helen Ledra, not Ronan Keating. Ronan Riveron. I love the way the, the list that you are making here. I mean, I've never known any of those people to such a drop. Uh, <laughs> incredible. I mean, I've spent many an evening with those people, and they've always said a weak cup of tea, and then I'll go home. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes, yeah, so we all got a bit trolled. Um, oh, how sweet! <laughs> yes, but, but it, was, it was good fun. 
Well, and in a way, you see, that's where it's nice that you're not taking it too seriously. Because when I did The Weakest Link, I did it with some some of us, and I include myself, we were taking it quite seriously. And if, if drink had been offered, we probably wouldn't have taken it because we would have been like, oh, well, I need to preserve my, uh, my, you know, my faculties. And actually, you miss out on a lot of fun that way. So maybe this is our quizzing lesson of the week from Arabella, is sometimes it's it's good to muck about. Yeah. I would say that's quite a good life lesson. I mean, obviously, do your homework, come to work prepared, be on time, be professional. But if you're not going to have a laugh there, then what on earth, most of all, when you're doing comedy, what on earth are you doing there? Yeah. It's all about, no, I mean, we all know, don't you know, you have to get the timing right, you have to get the lines right, you have to pull your weight when you're in a group thing. But otherwise, you know, what are you doing there? Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't believe I got that wrong. Um, You know. Well, also, because on things like Celebrity MasterChef and those kind of challenge shows, I do sometimes think, in fact, we were talking to Dr. Range about Strictly, and he was saying that he wished, he just wished he'd enjoyed it a bit more. And I think that's sort of a, quite a common thing, isn't it? Because, you know, some of those shows, like Celebrity MasterChef, you do see some people who look like they're absolutely on the verge of a breakdown because oh, of God, it. Oh, God, yes, and Bake Off and all those things. Mm. I did do, it's not really a quiz show, I did... Um, Let's dance for sport relief. Yes. Oh, you were lovely on that. That was Kylie, wasn't it? I get you. But I, I can say there, although it wasn't a test in the way that a quiz is, that I was the most nervous and the most unhappy I'd ever been in the three minutes I was on television because I was so, instead of you know, going for it in the way that I've just been advising, for a kind of, oh, just have a laugh, um, like Katie Grand did, you know, I was doing, I've got to get this right. But that's because I think my children have been so unhappy. They were just teenagers at the local secondary school and they were they were practically crying, saying, you don't understand, mum, no one's going to be laughing with you. They're going to be laughing at you. Oh, love. And I just remember thinking, I'm ruining their lives. And I went, no, 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 it's a joke. You know, it's a joke. I'm dressed like Kylie and everything. And they went, no, but it's no one. And of course... They were terrified for themselves, and once it had been on telly, everyone went, oh, that was great, you know, that was a laugh and stuff. But I got myself really kind of, oh, my God, I've ruined their lives, and I've ruined their Oh, love. And I thought I did all right. Yay. You were brilliant. I'd forgotten. See, actually, I had forgotten about that. So your dancing is clearly, you know. My dancing, that's the career I should have gone into. Yeah, yeah. Slightly chunky dancer. Still time. <laughs> so is well I mean we will be coming to see you on tour I've, we've got one more thing to do with you before we let you go Arabella and I'm I must admit I'm slightly nervous about this now because <laughs> we're going to do a quiz with you and we have established quite firmly that you don't care so um our lovely producer Amanda <laughs> but I will do my best you Does will it, do it, yeah. it means I don't care about winning but I'll absolutely do my best I'll always put my shoulder to the wheel <laughs> so This quiz, and now it's kind of based on you, Arabella, and it's on a particular theme, which will become clear on the second round. So what we're going to do is you're all going to have a question each, and then the second round, it's uh, four questions, and that's the shout-out with your name as the buzzer. So my theme tune be better. Better, better, better. I know that's blind date, but it is. It is, but you owned that. (laughs) I think they should give you the rights for that, actually, so that you should. Yeah, they so should. That should be you'd be. Well, also, you'd be very good if they rebooted Blind yes. Date because you would be sort of. I always felt Scylla wasn't quite cynical enough, and I think you would be 
Ella was very much mining the everybody's next door neighbour darling, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the ridiculous Scouse accent, given that she'd left Liverpool 400 years earlier. And she was doing all that, you know. (laughs) Um, All right, Chuck, let's see how you get on with these. So, Arabella, you have a, a bit of a running theme in your career. You've appeared in quite a few incarnations of Doctor Who, whether that's audio or Christmas specials. That kind of thing. So we're gonna gonna go through that. So I'm gonna start with your good self. So you played an alternative alcohol-addled female incarnation of the Doctor in Exile as part of the Doctor Who Unbound series of audio adventures, which I think this sounds amazing, by the way. Now, you along with one other woman were the only females to play the Doctor in a BBC licensed production before Jodie Whittaker was cast as the 13th Doctor. Who was that other actress apart from you, Arabella? Well, poor thing. She's barely had any work since then, but she goes by the name Joanna Lumley. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to immediately seek out yours and Joanna's portrayals of the Doctor. A female alcohol-addled Doctor is what everybody needs, I think. Just at the time that... um, can we believe it? And thank God it's gone that time. It was the ladette's time. So uh, somewhere uh, thought it'd be hilarious if Doctor Who <laughs> was a ladette. But I'm afraid the Whovians had a very poor view of it. <laughs> a number of complaints. Okay. Um, I, would, again, would really enjoy reading some of those complaints as well. <laughs> so, Jen, this next question's for you. So, Arabella uh, played the character of Billis in the 2011 Doctor Who Christmas special called The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe. How many previous Christmas specials had there been since the show's revival? So, which, which year num- was that, sorry? 2011. Oh, um, I'm trying to remember the Christmas specials specifically. It's the pretty much the only thing I'll switch the TV on for on Christmas Day. I thought you'd be able to work this uh, one out. Yeah. I'm going to go... That was the fourth. Oh, no. It was the seventh. There were six oh, other... There were six. I was going to say six. But... Oh, wait. I should have thrown it over to you. Would you have said the seventh, Lucy, by any chance? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. This <laughs> <laughs> is not competitive, so we know she can be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as if as if I'd lie about something Beyond like that. Reproach. That would be like cheating on Popmaster. It's just something that I would never ever do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucy, uh, this question is for you. So, Arabella's also voiced Valderon in Jenny, the Doctor's daughter, audio story, Prisoner of the Ood. And that's, of course, played by uh, Georgia Moffat, whose father, Peter Davidson, also played the Doctor from 1981 to 1984. But which number Doctor was he? <laughs> Delighted you asked me this. Um <laughs> Absolutely my specialist subject. Uh, I've seen about two episodes of Doctor Who in my entire life. So Patrick Troughton, I know he was one. William Hartnell, Tom Baker, Colin Baker, Mm -hmm. uh, Sylvester McCoy, and probably two more. So I'm going to say he was, I'm just going to say he was number seven. Okay, I'm going to throw it open to Jenny's got it. Yeah, five. He was the right. Peter Davison yeah. was the fifth doctor. Oh, he was yeah. before mm. yeah. some of the ones I said. Again, I'm I'm sticking on six. 
Well, let's hope that's the answer to the final question then. <laughs> well, that's all. You've all got your question each now. So this is the throwing open round. So you literally buzz in. Okay. And there's a reason for this. There's a reason I went down the Doctor Who rabbit holes. Obviously, Georgia Moffat is also married to, I think, is it the 10th Doctor, David Tennant? No. The what, sorry? Oh, oh, it tenth. is the 10th, yeah. 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 So a huge Doctor Who connection there. But... Did everybody know that David Tennant was once Arabella's lodger? So well, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, wow. He was what living was in your house all he that time. And you absolutely no idea. <laughs> so these questions are all about David Tennant. So let's just see how much you learn about him and in the time that you live with him. How long did you live with him for, Arabella? Uh, about five years, five okay, and a half. Okay, I think you should know all of these. So buzz in with your name. So question number one. David Tennant hasn't always been called David Tennant. What was his name before you Arabella. Go on, Arabella. Uh, David MacDonald. He was David MacDonald. Jenny, are you like a big fan? Uh, I, I've followed his... I mean, I, I mean, I yeah. call it fan, call it stalking, but I mean... It's... <laughs> I did, I did, I, I did meet him the other week. I was in the same room. I was just casually introduced by Michael Sheen, you know. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Friend of the show. That's as far as it goes. It's it's been a very distant relationship, right. unlike unlike yourself. Your name is McDonald. Do you know where he got the name from? Well, that was my next question. Ah. So, um, so I was going to lead on with this. So absolutely right. So yeah, he um, changed it for equity purposes from David McDonald to David Tennant. But is that because he was Arabella's tenant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. I mean, that's the obvious answer. He changed his name by then, but I know why, why, what, why, I mean, what inspired him to it. To, to, what inspired him to change his name to Tennant? Go for it, Arabella. Well, no, it didn't inspire him. He had to change it because there was already an actor. And in yes, but what, why did he pick the name Tennant? Because of Neil Tennant Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. yeah. And specifically yeah, after reading an interview. is more of a stalker than she cares to admit. <laughs> Okay, so this is really between Jenny and Arabella, isn't it, Lucy, I think? It's, uh, <laughs> it is, and I can't wait to see who triumphs. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, how was David featured in the commemoration of the 50 years of the Royal Shakespeare Company again in 2011? So what specifically happened? How, was, how did he feature in the commemoration? Oh, did he, he Jenny did. knows this, I think. He presented the whole evening with um, Catherine Tate. Oh, he might well have done that, but this, that's not the answer that I've got in front of me. So, Jenny, give, do you know? Given that it's Shakespeare, did he give his bottom? That's hey, always hey, the Shakespeare hey. joke that we do. That's the Shakespeare gag. I don't know, did he, did he parachute into the globe or something? Well... It's, I mean, again, he might have done that, but he, his image was featured on something as part of a special set. Oh, a stamp. So, yes. So, um, as Hamlet, was it? As Hamlet. As so, Hamlet. yeah, you've both got that one right again, really, haven't you? So, um, I'm the only person on this conversation who saw his Hamlet, and I have to say it was absolutely astonishing. Very I've seen gorgeous. his Hamlet and Eccleston's Hamlet, so I'm looking forward to Jodie Whittaker's Hamlet. I think Jenny is possibly. Number one fan. One thing I am very excited about seeing is Arabella Weir's tour show, which uh, we should... Where are you going, Arabella? I'm going to Corby, Lancaster, Worcester, Perth, Colchester, Cambridge, a festival called the Ink Festival in uh, Suffolk next year, and Ooh. a lovely place on the 2nd of October called the Pound Arts Festival in Caution. Yeah. Which 
and it's aravillaweir.co.uk and the show is called Does My Mum Loom Big in This? (laughs) 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 And indeed she does. Well, it's been, as always, an absolute delight talking to you, my love, and uh, we can't wait to see you again soon. Thank you very much. Very nice to see you all. So I think we have learnt a lot about Arabella Weir and a lot about you, Jenny, and your uh, your your obsessions and fixations. That was all very interesting, um, and it was really nice. I thought very refreshing to get somebody who's not that bothered about quizzing. We've never had that really, have we? Yeah, I, th- I think she's got a, a, an admirable attitude to competition, and we should all take it down a notch sometimes maybe not quite to Arabella level <laughs> but yeah remember you're having a laugh first and foremost yeah but uh, I have to rush off now because I need to go and take my position back up opposite David's house <laughs> yeah Telescope. obviously yes you've got your telephoto lens trained so uh, let's go and uh, allow you to do that and we will see everybody next time for another episode of Fingers on Buzzards oh David would love that <laughs> <laughs> Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. On buzzers!